Are pork scratchings quite new or are they? <laughs> um, probably quite new to be fair. <laughs> What's up, witches? Hi, I'm Claudia. And I'm Jess. And welcome to True Crime Coven. Hi, Claudia. Hey, are you right? Yeah, I'm good. You all right? I'm bloody knackered. Yep. Fair. I'm so tired. I came off nights on, I did Sunday, Monday night. Mm. And then yesterday, my best friend Jazz, hi Jazz, came to visit. She's literally just left. It meant that I woke up early after sleeping and I'm just bloody knackered. Yeah, fair. Also, doesn't help that it's been like really... Muggy. Muggy today. I walked onto the ward and I was like, it feels like I'm in a swimming pool. Honestly, you know that horrible, sticky, it's wet Muggy Christie out there. Muggy Christie. It is though. It is so hot. So I don't do heat either. No, it's not even like like if you look at the temperature, it's not that hot. But it's like I'm sweatier today than I was in the heat wave because yeah. it's like wet heat. Yeah. Put it this way, I am going to bed straight off. <laughs> Same. I hope you drive home first. No, I'm going to stay here tonight. Surprise! Okay. Sleepover! Joking. I mean, it was no, going to be gonna the gonna most boring home. sleepover ever because I'm going to be like, see ya. <laughs> Same. No, I will drive home first, don't worry. Cool. I don't won't. fall asleep on the way home. I won't. I'll blast some music cloud. What's the, what's your music choice? Um, I don't know. I'm going to see what the vibe is when I get into the car, but probably something heavy to keep me awake. Mmm. Mmm. I will always remember at your wedding. They were playing like normal wedding songs and like pop music. Yeah, and then like I went current up and stuff. For, yeah, I went up and asked for. Is it Fever by Blind Channel? Yeah, or no, was Dark, Dark Side. Side but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went in and asked for it, and honestly, it came up because it starts like do 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 do. Yeah, and it's like put your middle fingers up, take a shot. <laughs> and then oh, and you were just rocking. No, out. but honestly, the dance floor I've never seen it clear so fast in my life. Everyone just went. But then after a little bit after that, Aiden had like a little mosh pit half an hour. Yeah, yeah, where they like where it was all heavy, and that was when like everyone else went to the bar, and then all like his friends came in and were like mosh, 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 and I was like, okay, yeah, like I like this music, but I'm just gonna stand on the sidelines and drink my drink. Yeah, you constantly had a drink in your hand, but you never Mm. finished one. Mm -mm. No, I don't think I finished a single drink. Just, genuinely that day it's because you just kept putting them down everywhere yeah but well people kept giving them to me at one point i had four drinks i had two glasses of wine a glass of prosecco and a pint there yeah and at that point i was like i'm already quite drunk <laughs> i wouldn't <laughs> like, to remember my wedding yeah like i don't need any more wine yeah fair enough, fair enough. yeah but yeah well it is spooky stories week. It is. From weddings to spooky stories. Some yeah. people might think they're the same thing. Yeah, the weddings are scary for a lot of people. They are. Or fun. Mine was fun. Yeah, yours was fun. I enjoyed mine. So I do have two spooky stories and a little like cryptidy. Mm-hmm. So would you like a sandwich? Yep. You hungry for some sandwiches? I'm always hungry for a sandwich, yeah. Yeah, fair. I can't remember this one came from. I have a feeling this one came from Reddit. We had a, a, a latecomer to Reddit. A latecomer. Yeah. And it was like a random last minute mm. post. Um, so we can't credit them? Well, we can credit them. But I'm really worried 
that I'm going to say this horribly with a Bristolian accent. I mean, probably. You're talking is just horrible in a Bristolian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I do think there's something about the Bristolian accent that you could say the smartest thing in the world yeah. and it still sounds stupid. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a judgmental person, but I do think if I was maybe getting told some really grave news, like like, like a diagnosis that's awful, I wouldn't want it to come from a Bristolian <laughs> or a Brummie. Oh, I think Brummie's worse than Br- Bristolian. We're just upsetting so many people right now. We are. Well, I can talk smack about my own accent. Like, it's not a nice, calming, soothing accent. No, but it's friendly. It is quite friendly. <laughs> Okay, so apologies for how I'm going to say this, but the name is Murdried. So M-E-R-D-R-I-E-D. Shall I look? Mm, nah. Are you ready for the first story? Yeah. When I was a teenager, my family home was a 200-year-old house in a medieval town. One day while I was playing PlayStation in the good sitting room, the room we weren't allowed to eat food or wear shoes in, I was completely focused on my game when my little brother plodded into the room. He was stomping his feet while wearing shoes and crunching on what I can only assume was a packet of crisps. I never took my eyes off the game, but at the corner of my eye I could see the movement and I could see him go and sit in the chair to my right. He was crunching so loud and distracting me from my game, so I shouted get out at him. And with that he got up and stomped back out the room. A while later, once I finished my game, I went downstairs to tell my mum about my brother, hoping that she would tell him off. I told her that he was doing his best to make me lose my game by being really annoying and really loud, crunching his crisps and stomping around. She looked at me like I was crazy. Then she told me that my brother hadn't been in the house since this morning and he was actually at a friend's house. I can still hear the crunching and see him out the corner of my eye. It was so clear. There was definitely someone there. I've also experienced pokes in my back while I'm trying to sleep and I've heard someone on the stairs when there's no one there. Things would often also be moved around the house without anyone moving them, that sort of thing. Fast forward to several years ago, roadworks had taken place outside the house when they discovered a medieval skeleton of a child. They believed she was a sacrifice as she was facing the sea and she wasn't within the abbey boundaries. The house is on an old abbey. She was also posed in a weird position. She is still there, and they believe that she is probably one of many. Why is she still there? I don't know. <laughs> that, that's what I questioned as well. Like When they were like, if you dug up a skeleton like to build roadworks, surely you would move them? Yeah, so my best friend who I just talked about, she's an archaeologist. Oh, is she? Yeah. And so people will want to build things and yeah. obviously people get upset about planning permission and all this. Mm. But it's important that people do it because we need to know what's underneath what you're about to build. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure if they find artifacts or skeletons, they don't just leave them there. Yeah, I... Yeah. Might depend on the country. Might depend on the country. Also, depends how old this person is because if they're a teenager... Like, would you really pay attention to that? Like, you'd probably hear that they found a skeleton. Yeah. And then you'd probably, you'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then you'd be like... I might pay attention a bit if it's outside my house, though. Yeah, true. But that's because you're interested in it. Like, Yeah. The second thing I was going to say is that, are we thinking it was a being, like like a ghost, that's just sitting there eating crisps? Mm. If so, like, you know, don't do any harm. A bit annoying, but 
But yeah, fair. Or are we thinking doppelganger weirdness? I was going more of the, because it was a child skeleton found, I was going more on the vibe it was a random spirit of one of them. But I thought, so I wasn't sure if they saw their brother in the corner of their eye or just a person and assumed it was their brother. I was was under the impression they probably saw someone out the corner of their eye and just assumed it was their brother because they've put they didn't take their eyes off the game and it was like Fair. out the corner of their eye and obviously like someone walking around your house you'd be like oh yeah that like yeah you're not gonna be like oh if no. you saw someone walking like into the kitchen of your house you'd be like oh it's just mikey but also is a medieval ghost gonna be crunching crisps <laughs> uh could have been crunching something else i don't know what medieval snacks there were um a pork scratching's quite new or are they <laughs> um probably quite new to be fair what else is crunchy nuts they would have had nuts also i fully understand having a posh living room that you're not meant to eat in oh yeah yeah Yeah. mum had that rule for about two weeks when we had new sofas oh yeah they always do Uh, and like as a kid it's annoying and now as an adult i'm like i get it yeah oh my god not that i stick to anything like mikey always says go at me because i'll eat toast in bed (laughs) (laughs) and it is the worst i don't know why i do it but like when you're you know when you're like awake in the morning but you you're not really awake you just want to have something to eat and go back to sleep or something yeah 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 well if i sit downstairs and eat it i'm gonna be awake yeah so i want to toast back to bed yeah also i'm that person who wants toast in bed but then will moan at this crumbs in bed absolutely hate crumbs in bed yeah but am i gonna change no true exactly (laughs) this is why i need a maid I always I decided that like I don't need a personal trainer to lose weight. I need to pay someone to come slap food out my hand. Yeah, I tweeted earlier. I was like, "Am I hungry or do I just need to feel something?" <laughs> and it's very true. Like, I feel do that. I do yeah. I want food because or like do I want food because I'm hungry or do I want food because then I'm like experiencing something? Yeah, something to do yeah, and literally eating out boredom. Yeah, I'm a big. Big boredom eater. Mm. E- eater. 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 Um, I'm a big boredom eater. Yeah, that's why I'm glad I'm not, like, I don't have to work from home. So that used to be a rule in the NHS that from 28 weeks pregnant, you had to work from home because of, like, risk of How COVID. How do you work from home? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing. Like, how do you work from home at the NHS? Yeah, how am I, like, how would I work from home from the NHS? Like, uh, like just wheel me, like, someone would, like, what, put me on a monitor and... <laughs> literally just keep you next to the um cd cabinet and be like yes i can uh count they help me count these drugs what's that tv show it might actually even be a cartoon where they have him on a monitor they do it on modern family they have the dad on like a monitor and wheels at one point and he's just wheeling around the house and he gets to stairs and no one will carry him downstairs so it's not that program but it's another program is it similar Hmm. I mean, yeah, but I'm just imagining that and I'm like, just like, right, to the patient. I'm just like, right, could you just press that button that says, yep, stop, start on the blood pressure, thank you. And if you just put that on your finger, right, perfect. <laughs> now get the thermometer. Yeah, you have to put the, you have to put the cover, cover, cover on, yep. And put it in your ear. Put it in your ear. Wait till it beeps. Could we just do it again just in case? Right, it is 35.9. Heart's Gra- a bit high as well. Right, you got some septic markers. One second, I'm just going to get some... Can I have some septic paperwork? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we were like. How do you do that for physio? Like, just FaceTime your patient. Okay, so yeah, just get yourself out of bed. Are you fallen? Okay, um... 
So <laughs> let me just ring could you, someone for a crash bell for you. Pull the crash bell. No, you can't, you can't reach, reach it. it. Okay. okay, I'm just gonna scream really. <laughs> yeah, just wait for someone to walk past and be like, "Help!" Oh, you need the toilet. Well, this really is a bit of a pickle we're in, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, you're just either gonna have to hold it or wait yourself. Yeah, we went a bit off. off topic, yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. Thank yeah. you for your story, though. Yeah, no, that's a really good story. I would be creeped out if someone started eating crisps in my house. Unless they started sharing them. Then I'd maybe bored for them a bit. I'd eat goat crisps. What flavour would you want them to be? So I'm a bit basic. I do just like ready salted. Yeah, fair. Or salt and vinegar. I love salt and vinegar. I'm actually a bit funny when it comes to crisps. I don't like cheese and onion. I can't eat uh, most cheese and onion. Oh, really? Are they not vegan? No. Cheese. Jessica. Yeah, but they're flavouring. Jeez, Jessica. You know some fucking packets of crisps have in salt and vinegar. It's it's not vegan. I'm like, why are you putting milk in salt and vinegar? Yeah, why? To be fair, I just thought like they would put flavouring in, not actual cheese. Yeah, because the roast chicken walkers and the prawn cocktail are walkers vegan. are both vegan. Mm. Yes. It's just turned into a crisp podcast now, isn't it? It is. I, I I'm not, not even a crisp person. I am more of like a, you know, like baby crisps, like Wotsits and Skips and Quavers. I do miss Wotsits. Mm. I also, I don't think Wotsits and Skips are baby crisps. Do you feed that to a baby? Well, not like a newborn, like toddler <laughs> crisps. I don't think you should feed that to a toddler. Oh, okay. Well, everyone does, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's not like you're pregnant or anything, so we don't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> You know the crisps, I mean, the ones that, like, dissolve, you don't have to concentrate on. Oh, yeah, 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 like, you're not going to choke on it, choke maybe. It, yeah. <laughs> anyway, are you ready for the next story? I am. So, the cryptid we're going to talk about this week, I am going to assume that you've heard of the film Shrek. Yeah! Yeah! No, what's that? Okay. Um, Well, I did say, if you haven't heard of Shrek, for anyone out there who hasn't, literally, where have you been for the last 21 years? 21. 21. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I guess I was about eight when it came out. Shrek was released in 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make you feel old? Yeah, it puts things into perspective. I feel like there was a time before Shrek and a time after. I do think (laughs) I do think Shrek is a very quotable film like there's a lot of funny little one-liners oh yeah Shrek is iconic when you watch it back as an adult you're like oh that's funny I actually watched Shrek what's the one with the fairy godmother is that the second one that's Shrek too so I watched it back as an adult and I hadn't watched it since I was a kid. And there's just one bit where they're like, to break into the fairy godmothers to get the potions, they're like, oh yeah, we're from the union. Yeah. And the guy turns around and goes, we don't even get dental. And like all the kids were like, blank face, like don't get it. And we, uh, the adults at the back were just like, piercing us, I was laughing obviously. And they were like, we don't get it. <laughs> but yeah, it's like little bits like that. It's very good for adults. Yeah, I mean, like, kids' films have to be good for the parents, otherwise, like, no one's paying to see it. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I did look up a little bit about the Shrek films, but literally just, there are there are four of them. Are there? Shrek, Shrek 2, Shrek the 3rd, and Shrek Forever. There is also Shrek the Halls. 
which um, is like a mini like film. Deadpool. Yeah. Also, Shrek Forever. That should be a tattoo. <laughs> oh wait, no, Shrek Forever After. And um, apparently, there's a rumor for like a fifth. I do think sometimes just Shrek films. Thing is though, it's it's money making. But you know what? We don't need a f- another one. No. 2023 apparently if you're a big shrek fan 2023 also has a musical yeah which looked horrendous yeah awful yeah doesn't look good um and has like a ride in florida universal studios so, i mean that know, makes sense what is huge. the ride so i've actually been on it it's not really a ride it's like a 4d experience thing uh, oh i yeah. think i have as well yes Yes, when I went to Singapore, I went to Universal Studios. Oh, okay, so and they had the same one. It, they could make a good ride, though. Yeah, you I could think be they like could. on Dragon. Yeah, or like in the going through the swamp, it could be like a water ride. Yeah, they're missing. Yeah, they're missing, they're missing out. a trick. But then obviously, there's just so much at Universal. Yeah, the Singapore um, one's a bit smaller. Yeah, the Florida one's just like too big. <laughs> Do love a good too big. park. Oh, same. Hopefully go into uh, Thought Park soon. After the baby. We have so obviously. energy. It's ridiculous. I know. I'm literally like leaning on the mic. Okay, anyway. But did you know that Shrek was actually inspired by a real person? A real ogre? No, a real person. Are ogres real? No. <laughs> you know Shrek is like a parody of a fairy tale right yeah but why did you ask if it was a real ogre well that's what I that's what's like a real ogre no a real person okay poor person yeah but it was based on a man called Maurice Tillett who was born on the 23rd of October 1903 he was born in Russia but his parents were French and his mother was a teacher of languages Maurice was also thought to be fluent in many languages, like his mother, and he was also a devout Christian. He had brilliant blonde hair and an innocent-looking face. I mean, they wrote all of this out of the script. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is not in Shrek because at all. There is no point in Shrek where it's like, by the way, I'm really good at languages. I mean, he does travel lots of different places, but luckily for him, they all does speak Does he, though? English. Does he travel lots of different places? Uh, well, he starts... so far, far away. Well, he Twice, in two and different films. wherever Lord Farquhar... Farquhar? Farquhar. <laughs> yeah, Lord is. Farquhar. That, yeah. If you notice that's the name, yeah? Yeah, Farquhar. Wherever that is... Do you... He's the king of Farquhar. Oh, Duloc, yes, yes, yes. Duloc. And then obviously they go to the Dragon Castle, and then in the third or fourth one, they go to that school. I, I don't think I've seen the third one. Is it the third? I can't remember if it's the third or fourth. Anyway, either way. Anyway, anyway, yeah. They did. They mentioned. definitely cut out the blonde hair. Even when yeah. he becomes a handsome man, man, they cut out the blonde yeah, hair. Yeah, a handsome man. Yeah, they cut out that bit. But anyway, so obviously he had quite a normal childhood mm. and he was given the nickname Angel by his mother because he looked so angelic to her, but his school friends actually started calling him that as well. So yeah, he was nicknamed that. Things in Russia are a lot softer than I thought. I know. I, pr- I thought, like... Well, they, they are French, though. They're not Russian. Yeah, but they live in Russia. Mm. Like, not be funny, if my nickname was... An- if my mum called me Angel at school and my friends picked up on that, Jesus Christ, I'd be ripped a new one. <laughs> yeah, but where did you go to school? Not... Well, I'm sorry, I was going to say, I thought South East London was a bit less rough <laughs> than Russia. <laughs> 
so sadly, when Maurice was only eight years old, his father passed away. And then him and his mother moved to France and he actually qualified as a lawyer at the University of Toulouse. So intelligent guy. And you're thinking, how is Shrek possibly? Well, I would say Shrek is intelligent and empathetic. He's emotionally intelligent. A bit. A bit. (laughs) But I will say I don't know many lawyers that live in swamps. Obviously, quite an intelligent guy Mm. to pass a law degree. Got to be quite... Mm pretty pretty smart speaks lots of languages nicknamed the angel because he's so angelic looking but at the age of 17 maurice started noticing some strange symptoms so he started noticing swelling of his hands feet face and chest by his 20th birthday he'd been diagnosed with acromegaly I don't know if you've heard of this. I haven't, actually. I hadn't heard of it. But basically, it's a rare condition where the body produces too much growth hormone and it causes body tissue and bones to grow more quickly. Okay. So it's normally... I haven't actually written this down, so this is just from memory. It can be caused by, like, a tumour in most cases. Mm. And it just, over time, can lead to abnormally large hands, feet and a wide range of symptoms. If it occurs before the end of puberty, it's also known as gigantism. Okay. So that might have heard of, yeah. but yeah. I feel like if you see someone with it, you know, you would be like, oh yeah, 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 that's what it's called. So it can also have some other symptoms. Tiredness and difficulty sleeping and sometimes sleep apnea. Gradual changes to your facial features, such as your brow, lower jaw and nose getting larger or your teeth becoming more widely spaced. Numbness and weakness in your hands, caused by compressed nerve. And then children and teenagers will become abnormally tall. Mm. I did read somewhere that Maurice was six foot four, which might not sound like crazy tall, but you think this is 1903. Yeah. To see someone who's six foot tall would have been quite rare back then. So and it people is tall, just, but yeah, like, yeah. It's, not ab- it's not abnormally tall anymore, but it is still a tall human. Yeah, yeah. So obviously as it progresses, the symptoms like will progress and they will get abnormally large hands and feet, large prominent facial features and an enlarged tongue. They also have skin changes, so their skin can get thicker, coarse and oily and they can get prone to skin tags and then also a deepening of their voice Mm. as well as everything else that would come from being larger, like joint pain, tiredness or weakness. They also have headaches and blurred vision and then it can also affect like their reproductive systems and affect like periods in women and give erection problems in men and obviously gives you a loss of sex drive. So not not a nice condition to have. And not one that you can hide. No, can't hide it. Fortunately, nowadays it is treatable. So you can have surgery, medication or radiotherapy depending on what's causing it. But unfortunately, at the time that Maurice was alive, medical advances hadn't been made yet, so he was left untreated. But I feel like if you saw someone with these symptoms, you could see how it would kind of make someone look similar to Shrek the Ogre with the big features. Yeah, because obviously if you think of Shrek, he's tall, he's large, he's got a prominent brow, he's got like Mm. quite a bulbous nose, he's got big hands, he's got quite a big chin he's got a massive dick Uh, (laughs) (laughs) she speaks from experience (laughs) 
don't tell Fiona. <laughs> but yeah, so imagine going through all those changes mm. when you're that young. You can only imagine the impact Much it better, had. I feel this is probably going to upset people and I don't mean it to but I feel like obviously it's better for a man to go through it than a woman yeah which I know like, is yeah, quite stereotypical and not something that should be said but obviously a man's going to have a better time of it being bigger than a, a, woman. a woman is yeah especially in the time era we're looking at it yeah. and also as we go into more of his life I think it does you will see how for him he's made it work with his life but mm. a woman might not have these opportunities that he yeah. had and don't get me wrong that's not my view like I think a tall larger woman like absolutely nothing wrong with that but yeah. I can imagine it's harder in life mm, to even be just to find clothes like even yeah. just in simple yeah, yeah. things like things made for women aren't typically made large no also I feel like if you were gonna like think of a stereotypical man mm. you would think well they're going to be bigger than women they're going to have bigger hands big, yeah like yeah but obviously even for a male of that age you can imagine the strain that that would have had on his life physically and mentally yeah physically it must be very painful so on so i listened to the last podcast and i mentioned them before mm. and ben kissel who is one of the presenters of that on the hosts He's six foot seven. And oh, wow. he's actually the short one in his family. Wow. Um, but, like, he, for example, has problems with blood clots. Yeah. Yeah, that's... We always find, like, obviously, orthopedic. We find people after surgery who were above six foot struggle to get out of bed for the first three days because they're so tall. Mm. Their blood pressure massively plummets because it's got, like, further for their blood to go. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, there are they so do, many yeah, things that... Being tall, like, does put you at a disadvantage well, at some point. Well, if you're points. tall, uh, slim men mm. are more likely to get a spontaneous pneumothorax. Yeah. Because, especially if you suffer with something like Marfan syndrome, yeah. a pneumothorax is a collapsed lung. Especially if you suffer with something like Marfan syndrome because it's mm. a connective tissue disorder. Yeah. Like, most of the time, if you're going to have a collapsed lung, obviously it's going to be from like a car crash or something. But if you're tall and slim, you're more likely to just come in and just be like, yeah, I don't know what happened, I just can't breathe. Yeah, and, and just like, like happens spontaneously. Yeah. Pneumothorax. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Mm. So, yeah. Not too bad being five foot two, then. <laughs> <laughs> Has its perks. I think I'm just bang average of everything. Yeah. A- average height, average size. Average friend. <laughs> Thanks. Average guy. <laughs> For an <Shall> average I... <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Shall I just leave? <laughs> Love you. <laughs> so, yeah, after this diagnosis, Maurice didn't think that he could be taken seriously as a lawyer due to his appearance and his very deep voice he so, could be quite intimidating though i know i thought that i was like i really make a great lawyer you don't want to piss him off no, would you no one's gonna argue with that but anyway that's what he decided so Fair. instead of pursuing his law career he decided to join the french navy where he spent five years as a submarine engineer yeah that's gotta be difficult man yeah the thought of being in a submarine is terrifying for me, and as I just said, I'm five foot two. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, fair play. I guess he was probably quite an asset. I think one thing that I did read about Maurice as well is that... But you wouldn't want to share a bunk with him. Oh, God, no. All quarters, let's be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently he... A lot of people who suffer from this syndrome are quite weak because 
uh, they just get muscle weakness really quickly but mm. apparently he was very very strong okay so that like sets him aside from other other people who suffered with this condition and in 1937 while he was in Singapore he met Carl Pagello who was a professional wrestler mm. and after getting to know Maurice he decided that he needed to convince him to become a professional wrestler as well so at the age of 34 Maurice decided to take Carl up on his offer and he moved to Paris and trained with Carl where they became a huge success and were very well known all over France and England. Hmm. So yeah, my professional wrestling career taken off. Obviously, as I said earlier, don't feel like a woman would be able to do that at that time. Oh yeah, at that time. At that time. I was, time. Not, I was like, not I was like um, Jessica, <laughs> I will professionally wrestle you out of this room. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, he's turning his life around for this horrible diagnosis he's getting yeah making he's making the best of himself. it yeah so a couple of years later in 1939 world war ii obviously breaks out yeah i was gonna say it's not world war ii yep <laughs> so they decided to leave france and travel to the usa when they get to the usa they meet paul paul browser paul browser paul browser yeah and he, Paul was a well-known wrestling promoter mm. who saw Maurice's acromegaly as a strength and not a weakness. And he decided to use him as the main event at most of his events. He was getting used for all of Paul's events and apparently he was incredibly strong. And his strength saw him unbeaten for 19 consecutive months. And he became the AWA World Heavyweight Champion from 1940 to 1942. So I was going to sing earlier, want to be the heavyweight champion of the world. There you go, you can now. And yeah, I can't remember how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. But his wrestling name was actually the French Angel. And I bet everyone was like, oh, that sounds like a really easy person to be against. And they'd see him be like, oh, Oh, damn. But apparently there was, like, because he was so well... Like, he became so well-known and was so undefeated, loads of other people came up as being, like... Like, there was a Swedish angel and an oh. Irish angel and a French angel, but he was still... Oh, wait, no, he was the French angel. Well, <laughs> <laughs> ignore me. But, no, he was still, like, unbeaten. Also, in 1950, Lewis Link, who was a famous sculptor of the era... Oh, name. Yeah, great name. He was a famous sculptor... He decided to make plaster busts of Maurice's face. So... A bit the, like a death mask. Yeah, But while much. you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> Which I suppose is, is just like a, a normal sculpture of you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he did this for two reasons. So one was obviously he was the most well-known wrestler back in the day. So he did it for like to commemorate all his triumphs as a wrestler and you can actually find some of them in like wrestling museums in um, Pennsylvania nowadays and there's like a York barbell heavyweight hall of fame museum somewhere and a couple of them are in there and apparently the ones in there do have a greenish tinge to them which obviously more inspiration for Shrek but that's probably due to aging yeah more than anything but also the Unless I take his skin off with it. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, oh, gross. What was it? Like a peel? (laughs) I'm just imagining, like, when, you know, those gold face masks. (laughs) You just, like, peel off one of them now. But, yeah, the other reason was to also, like, document the effects of his condition. Yeah. And just to see, like, how enlarged all the features were. So, yeah, nice, like, multi-use. 
Yes. Very, very clever. So although Maurice had adapted well to his new life, his cardiovascular system did have trouble keeping up with his growing body. I imagined it would. Yeah. And it, he did grow quite weak quite quickly mm. after, like, he started getting beaten after 1942, and then it was a very Swift quick... Downhill. Yeah, quick downhill. Yeah, because that's the other thing. Even people with Marfan syndrome, they, they have heart problems. Yeah, very quickly declined. So he actually lived in a mansion with his best friend, Carl. So Carl, who trained him, became his best friend. On the 4th of September, 1954, Carl sadly passed away from lung cancer. Carl? Carl. So his best friend. So Maurice was obviously very sad at the time and he was actually recovering from pneumonia at the time that he found out about Carl. And they don't know if this was a triggering factor, but he became very rapidly ill and actually passed away 13 hours after. So they, I mean, I can imagine it's not going to give you exactly much motivation to stay alive. No, so they died on the same day. Oh. Yeah, they were buried together. They passed on the same day. And Maurice was actually only 51 when he, when he passed away. Yeah, but that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you got to think life expectancy back then wasn't as high as it is now. So, no. Probably quite good going for... I mean, this is a bit of a sidetrack, but like my nan, for example, had a dog, an mm. Irish wolfhound, very big dog. Yeah. And they only, they only lived to like eight to ten because yeah. they're so big. Yeah. But obviously had pretty good life, you know, yeah. lived with his friend and had a good professional well, you know, wrestling like career. Where we um, covered the safe maker of Correggio. Yeah. When she eventually did sacrifice the right person in her mind. For her son's life. Yeah. If you haven't checked it out, then please do. Um, that's what it's called, the soap maker of Correggio. I can't remember what number episode there is now. Wasn't um, that quite, long ago. Yeah. 20-something. Yeah. You know, she ended up killing a, a woman who was older, but had lived a really full life. Yeah. And we spoke then about how it's, you know, maybe not how old you are, it's what you do. Yeah, it's how you live your life. It's the quality of life, not quantity yeah, yeah, yeah. of life. Definitely, for sure. Although there are quite a lot of similarities to Shrek, DreamWorks have never actually admitted that Shrek is based on... So what are the similarities other than appearance? I think more of the... He looks like a bit of a big, strong, angry, scary man. He's a wrestler, but actually he was like a really kind-hearted, intelligent person. And I think that's where they want to try and get... Because obviously Shrek comes across as like this angry, like, get out of my swamp, but actually is a really... Yeah. Nice, gentle soul. And he's only gruff and abrasive because he's learnt that people assume he is anyway, so just yeah, keep to himself. Might as we well might be. get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they've never like admitted it, but they've also like just when people ask the question, they're like they swerve it mm. as well. So they've never like confirmed or denied, which is another reason that people are like, Oh, maybe it is because if it wasn't, they'd outright be like, no, no, it's not. Would you want Shrek to be about you? Like, would you want someone to make a film about you like that? Because obviously in the film, one of the main points is the fact that he's an ogre. Like, they are essentially calling Maurice an ogre. Yeah. The sad thing is, like, he's never going to get any money from that either. And he doesn't have a family who will anyway. <laughs> I have Princess Fiona ears next door. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to be a princess, you know I'm going to be an ogre princess. Fair, fair. I'm not dainty and like 
immaculate. I'm very much a stumpy, messy bitch. <laughs> Fair. I don't know what princess I'd be. I mean, I just farted a minute ago. I took a break was from, this, from this recording to go and have a poop. <laughs> How was your poop? I'm not talking about my poop on air. Fair. On air. On air. <laughs> <laughs> we are on air and live recording. Imagine if people li- had to listen to this live. Jesus Christ on a bike. I mean, I feel bad that we've got to subject Simon to this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Poor yeah, man. Yeah. Patience of a saint. Maybe we should nickname Simon the Angel. Yeah, Simon the Angel. Ask you. <laughs> the Cornish Angel. Cool. Yeah, he got <laughs> upset when I asked if he lived in Talking. <laughs> I didn't know it was in Devon. Wait, where does... I thought he lived in Cornwall. Yeah, he does. Yeah, oh, okay. But I said was Talking in Cornwall. <laughs> yeah, to And be then fair, recently, I someone I know was like, oh... No, you've got Torquay as the top bit and Cornwall's the bottom bit. And I was like, no, that's not... No, Devon's the top bit and Cornwall's the bottom bit. And I was like, no, it's not right. No, they it's meant, like... They were like, oh, um, Devon's one side of the the leg of England. Oh, no, that's not right. And I was like, no, right. it's not right. And they were like, they insisted it was. I even got a map up and showed them how wrong they were. And they're like, no, look, see? And I was like, no, you're wrong. No. You know, it's not just don't No, you look, wrong. see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I guess they do kind of do like a little overlap, but no, it's but that not whole one... leg is Cornwall. Yeah, much. yeah, the whole thing. <sighs> it's like when I had to have an argument with a dementia patient the other day, and they're like, "Go through that door there," and I was like, "There is no door there." And I was like, <laughs> I, I, I understand. I, I have to carry on what you believe, but but considering you want me to go through a wall, I and think I, I need to correct can't you. <laughs> go through that wall. I'm sorry. I'm about to bang my head into it, but. <sighs> well, ghosty time, is it? It is. Time for your end bit of bread for the ghosty sandwich. Yeah. But that was a nice little Shrek sandwich, and I never thought I'd have a Shrek sandwich. <laughs> okay, so our last story comes from Ruth. Ruth! Do I don't know Ruth? know, Ruth. I just got excited for a second. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you in advance for your story, Ruth. Thank you. Hi girls, hope you're both well and the belly is blooming and the furries are still scrappily ferreting. Aww, yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> uh, she also says, please don't apologise for it. She likes it because it adds atmosphere. And she Don't loves- tell them that, don't encourage yeah, them. Really, they do not need any more encouragement. But thank you for your comments. Thank you, and I'll pass it on to the ferrets who are sat here somewhere, so... I don't know if you want to keep this in, but she also says she absolutely loves the podcast. It's right up her street with a good combination of ghost stories and true crime. And it's so interesting. And I love your honesty, respectfulness and empathy. Aww. So it was a very nice email and ghost story to read. So thank you Aww, so much, man, Ruth. Our heads aren't going to fit through the door. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you take any spooky story, big or small. Mm-hmm. I have always been open to this type of stuff and I've always been disappointed by my lack of experiences. I definitely had more happenings as a child and there was one particular event I thought you might like to hear about. When I was at primary school, I feel like it was year one or year two, so I would have been around six or seven years old. We're talking 32 years ago. My class went to Harvington Hall, an Elizabethan and Georgian mansion with surviving priest holes in Worcestershire. Its origins can be traced back to the 13th century, so we're talking nearly 700 odd years of history. From the website, Harvington's history-rich interior holds enthralling tales of devotion and Catholic persecution. There are no less than seven priest hides here, more than any other house in England, 
as well as an impressive collection of rare Elizabethan wall paintings and many more historical tales. We arrived at the hall and we were given a tour, of which I remember very little, but you'll probably understand shortly why one memory of this day overshadows the rest. I know we were shown locations of priest holes. I remember lots of very old wood panelling and large and small staircases. The group was descending one such staircase, quite narrow and spiralling, an interior staircase with no windows. I was at the back and there were no adults and a feeling of mischief came over me. I decided to hang back, not sure what I intended to achieve by this, and I watched the rest of the group disappear down the steps to the ground floor room below. I'm not sure how long I was on the staircase alone, but I looked around and I noticed a small wooden hatch-like door in the wall next to me. It was probably big enough for a small person to crawl through, but not large enough to be an actual door. I remember staring at the hatch for a short while. Everything was suddenly silent. I couldn't hear any sound from the group below me. I was just considering how I might open the hatch to get a look inside. There was no external handles, locks or latches. When all of a sudden, the hatch door began to rattle. Not slightly. It was fast, furious and aggressive, as though someone or something was behind it and they were desperately trying to get out. Or that's what it felt like to me at the time. Obviously, I shit my pants. I remember the sudden shock and utter terror as though it was yesterday. I teared down the staircase like a bat out of hell and hurriedly rejoined the back of my group, trembling and sweating in fear. No one noticed me and no one asked where I'd been or what had happened, so I said nothing of fear of getting in trouble. I wish I'd said something to someone at the time and they might have been able to shed some light on the experience or maybe explained it. Perhaps someone else had the same experience as me. I know it wasn't just the wind on that interior staircase as it had no windows and no breeze to be felt. Also, the ferocity of the convulsing door hatch felt extremely supernatural. Of this, I am convinced. Mary Yates, who lived in the hall during the 17th century, having inherited it from her father, Sir Humphrey Packington, upon his death, has been named as the ghostly elderly woman reportedly seen by several people on the site. There is a legend that the woman was hung outside the walls of the manor for witchcraft, although it's never been disputed whether it was Mary or not. She is also said to appear at a crossroads outside the park. Back in the hall, other people have reported a phantom old man with a pipe and an Edwardian woman. My plan is to return to Harvington Hall. I still live nearby and have not been back since, but now as an adult, I want to go back and find that staircase and that hatch. Also, ask some questions this time. Although I'm not sure if I'm brave enough to do it alone. And then she signs off with all the very best. Keep doing what you're doing. Much love, Ruth. Thank you. So Ruth. thanks, Ruth. So yeah, that is that is creepy. And also, mm. what is creepier than a Catholic priest? Yeah, literally in and, many uh, in many senses. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry if that offends anyone, but like, but yeah, I I'm more offended by the. Uh, the church <laughs> well i'm more offended by what a lot of catholic priests have done to yes boys and choir boys so you know and also yeah that's just that's just creepy as hell it is um, isn't it it also unlocked a memory oh really um, for me of when i went on a school trip and um, we went on a really random school trip to this valley nearby <laughs> it was a geography trip fun really random yeah and it was meant to be because it's like it got a good microclimate because it's in a valley i don't know okay yeah and we went to a church because yeah why not 
Yeah. Uh, nothing to do with geography, let's be honest. No. And I remember looking up at a chandelier that was a candle one. Yeah. And I remember looking up and a flame suddenly going... So it was unlit. Okay. And a flame suddenly, as if it was about to light the candle, mm. flickering on top of one of the candles and then just going out again. Oh, wow. And these were really high up. Like, yeah, your, yeah. Like, it was probably as high up as a normal ceiling. Like, but, the church ceiling was higher, but it was hung low. Okay. But high enough that it couldn't have just been, like... Well, I didn't see a hand attached to it. Yeah. And that just unlocked a memory for me. And I remember I said at the time, one of my friends told me to shut up. But then I was also quite bullied by said friend. So... <laughs> so not a real friend. No, no, no. So, yeah, that unlocked that memory for me, which is not as exciting as a rattling door, I will admit. But... No. I can imagine that happening to a kid, though, and it's like... I think it's the fact that she says everything went silent before it happened. Yeah, which you see quite a lot with paranormal stuff. Yeah, like, you, you're you kind of, like, like, drawn to it and everything else kind of fades. And also, also, sometimes I wonder if it's them needing the energy in order to manifest that movement. Yeah, maybe. Like, the strength for that movement. Yeah, could be. It sounds like a lot of other people have had sightings in this place as well. Oh, really? Well, because obviously she said, like, people had thought about the owner of the house and the Edwardian woman and stuff like that. So there's obviously like been other reports of it. But yeah, I can get why you wouldn't rush back there. No, uh, brave of her to want to go back though. Yeah, I kind of want to (laughs) go. I don't know where Harvington Hall is. No, me neither. Should I Google it? Yeah, we could do day trip, sure. Kidderminster. That's a bit far. That is a bit far. Nice to know we have listeners in Kidderminster though. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no, I mean, I say go back and see what happens. Uh, be safe. Be with someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're really sorry if this week has been a little bit low energy, guys. We have tried our best to bring high energy. <laughs> yeah. But oh my God, sometimes weeks in life is just knackering. Yeah, really it's knackering. just been a tiring... Being an adult was I'm gonna. I'm still gonna be a ghost. <laughs> I'm still gonna blame it on the heat because I just can't sleep in this heat. I'm gonna I reckon, put it out there. Do you reckon I'm still gonna be really knackered as a ghost? Jesus Christ! Mm. I hope not. Jesus Christ! Do you need sleep as a ghost? I don't know. You guys are annoying. You can't even tell me when you get there. I can. Yeah, I'll probably be a ghost too. Yeah, I'll be fine. Maybe we can be buried side by side in a. Lithuanian Mate, family plot. Mate, who can afford plot. to be buried? You got 20 grand? <laughs> oh no, I'm being cremated as well. I don't want worms all over me. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> just put me wherever. <laughs> I'll stuff you. You know what? The way energy prices are going, burn me and keep yourself warm. Oh, okay. Yeah, Thank you. Bit smelly, I don't know. Well, well, no, apparently we smell like burning um, pork. Lovely. I hate that smell. Hmm. There. And that's what happens on a meat eater and a vegan <laughs> and a podcast. Do a podcast together. They use about mm, pig smells. No, absolutely not. No, fair. Right. Well, this is on going downhill slowly. <laughs> slowly, quickly. And if you like the smell of pork, <laughs> send us a ghost story. Hey. And if you don't great. like the smell of pork, send us a ghost story. What a great segue. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I'm so sorry about the low energy. We promise to bring it tenfold next week. In fact, you're going to be, we're going to be shouting down the microphone. It's going to be really hard to listen to. Um, <laughs> I hope not. Um, so, you know the drill, guys. Stay spooky. 
Hey guys, if you have a ghost story or a case suggestion, please email us truecrimecovinpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at truecrimecovin or on Instagram and Facebook where we are at truecrimecovinpod. Also, it would mean the absolute world to us if you could rate us wherever you're listening to this right now, be it Spotify, Apple Music, or if you're on YouTube, give us a little thumbs up, click that bell, get notifications every time we post. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from. Make these two witches smile. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Thanks, witches. witches!